Are you ready for it? Welcome to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Chandler. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bailey. And I'm Lizzie. So be fearless. Speak now. Put on your favorite shade of red. While shaking it off in a getaway car. Because sometimes you need to calm down. And wrap yourself up in your favorite cardigan. To find some happiness. And listen as we talk about the iconic poet herself, Miss Swift. Okay. Ah! I'm so excited. I Red is one of my favorite albums, and I get it's chaotic, and I get there's no flow to it, and it's just all over the place. But I love it. There are so many songs on Red that are about my current relationship. Like, I texted... Adam about it today and I was like she's re-recording and re-releasing the soundtrack of our relationship like I am so excited I'm a little concerned that the soundtrack to your relationship is Taylor Swift's self like mentioned (laughs) breakup album (laughs) it's just a red it's a red come back be here breathe again breathe again Yes, begin again too. How much jumbo margaritas did you have, Lizzie? (laughs) I had one, and that was enough for me. I'm a lightweight, so that was fine. And this is a to-go margarita, actually, in my hand. No, seriously, they gave me a to-go one. But yes, red. Okay, red. Okay. I would just like to point out that everybody on TikTok is talking about how. Wildest Dreams being in a Jake Gyllenhaal movie was an Easter egg for Red. But I also thought of that independently on my own before anybody started posting it on TikTok. And I was saving it for when we talk so I could blow your minds. And TikTok ruined it. Sorry. I mean, I remember, I think you said that in one of our recordings. You might have. Or in our chat. I know that you did say that, though. I remember. But... don't actually remember saying that, but you know, I am notoriously a genius, so probably. <laughs> okay, guys, like, I don't think I've out? actually, like, realized that Red is coming and it's 30 songs, explicit. The explicit and is. I like haven't that. even really registered. Like, it, it hasn't hit me yet. She. All too well. 10 minutes of her just eviscerating all of us. Just taking a knife. This is an album. And just like rubbing it in, you know? It, it, yes, it is chaotic, but it has gotten me through very bad breakup. It has gotten me through feeling really utterly alone in college at times. Just, it's, it, 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 it's beautiful. And I'm really excited to hear the re recording. Yeah, yeah, this album, the original album came out weeks before my like worst breakup happened and it was like I'm always like it was just enough time for me to go visit him upstate in the fall and uh, drive around oh that's no good yeah no it was it was no good but maybe that's Red's not my favorite like album like I love it but maybe that's why it's not my favorite album. It just reminds me of freshman year of college where I was yeah. like uns- unsure of like where what I where and what I was doing. So I guess like it came out in a life when my life was kind of chaotic. Like it came out at a point where life was chaotic. I didn't know what what the hell I was doing. And then of course it did help me with a breakup. So I want to talk about how she announced it. Um exactly 22 weeks before its release and it's scooter braun's birthday okay but do we want to talk about the fact that there's a possibility 22 will be the first single because it's 22 weeks before she mentioned in her blurb happy free confused lonely and then added a bunch of other adjectives That's what she changed her bio to on yep. Instagram. You know what? Does somebody want to read that blurb? Should we Bailey, do that? Yes. Bailey read it to me today on the phone. I called her when all this happened. And I I suspect that 22 is actually like... I thought I was going to cry when I was reading it. I almost teared up too. Just because I was okay. like, is this real life? 
while Kayla we wait, tried I, calling me and I was asleep, which is I know, typical. Your phone was absolutely off because you were like, you you must have like texted me in your sleep as this was happening or something because you texted me. I was in the shower. I heard our group chat pinging. I heard a text message come through. I was in the shower getting ready because I had to go get my hair cut today and I have to wash my hair before I do my haircut. So I was in the shower washing my hair and that takes like forever because if anybody else has curly hair, you know how it is. And I get out and there's just a text message from Rebecca and she's literally like, red is coming. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No like, context. The entire, like, first of all, Taylor, why do you keep doing this shit when I am like sleeping or like in the shower? Otherwise compromised. <laughs> I was, like, at Target, like, shopping when I found It that. always either happens, like, super early in the morning when Chandler is sleeping or happens in the afternoon when I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, we have never been able to coordinate a time where we're both, like, awake when, like, <laughs> some big announcement happens. One of us is sleeping. <laughs> I had needed to sleep, though, so. I did. Yes. I did. <laughs> Rebecca, you literally, okay, so at... at <laughs> At 1.54, you're like, Chan, Red is coming. Ten minutes later, I said, what? And you said, a minute later, Red, November 19th, 30 songs, and one is 10 minutes long. And then, okay, I guess it was 30 minutes later when I texted you back. But in my defense, I had to blow dry my hair. And that took a while. But... Yeah, I had to get that out because I was like, you know my nap time. <laughs> Chandler knows my nap time. It's like... Nap time. It, it... One thirty to five thirty, like you won't be able to reach me. <laughs> okay, okay. So off brand. Does somebody want to read the blurb, Bailey? Yeah. The whole like middle part, or just the happy, free, confused, lonely? No, read the whole thing. Oh, bitch, that's not a blurb. That is an article. <laughs> okay, sorry. Read it's the novel. Just <laughs> read the novel. <laughs> Okay. Taylor always goes this way. I've always said that the world is a different place for the heartbroken. It moves on a different axis at a different speed. Time skips backwards and forwards fleetingly. The heartbroken might go through thousands of micro emotions a day trying to figure out how to get through it without picking up the phone to hear that old familiar voice. In the land of heartbreak, moments of strength, independence, and devil-may-care rebellion are intricately woven together with grief, paralyzing vulnerability, and hopelessness. Imagining your future might always take you on a detour back to the past. And this is all to say that the next album I'll be releasing is my version of Red. Musically and lyrically, Red resembles a heartbroken person. It was all over the place, a fractured mosaic of feelings that somehow all fit together in the end. Happy, free, confused, lonely, devastated, euphoric, wild, and tortured by memories past. Like trying on pieces of a new life. I went into the studio and experimented with different sounds and collaborators. And I'm not sure if it was pouring my thoughts into this album, hearing thousands of your voices sing the lyrics back to me in passionate solidarity, or if it was simply time, but something was healed along the way. Sometimes you need to talk it over, and over, and over, and over, for it to ever really be over. Like your friend who calls you in the middle of the night going on and on about their ex. I just couldn't stop writing. This will be the first time you hear all 30 songs that were meant to go on Red. And hey, one of them is even 10 minutes long. Red, Taylor's version, will be out November 19th. She's so eloquently spoken. It's annoying. <laughs> it's so good. It's Who like, okay, let's that? end this. Like, I don't there, have anything uh, else to say. There's definitely Easter eggs in this. Like, yes. she didn't do the secret message like she did with the Fearless announcement. But, like, she definitely references, um, oh, God, I was literally just listening to this. I almost do. When she says, trying to figure out how to get through it without picking up the phone. Uh-huh. I almost do. And then I think, didn't she say something about, like, a mosaic? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that in State of Grace? State of Grace. Yeah. Um, just, but also she says... And um, the part about never, ever, ever. It's well, obviously... Over and over and over yeah, when over she and says over. that. Yeah. Um, but the, the part where she says, and I'm not sure if it was pouring my thoughts into this album, hearing thousands of your voices sing the lyrics back to me in passionate solidarity, if, or if it was simply time, but something was healed along the way. That kind of reminds me of Begin Again. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I mean, not that, like, that means anything, but that's, like, very Begin Again vibes to me. Yeah. I always think of All Too Well, though, because it's a fan favorite. Oh, yeah, she was definitely referencing All Too Well, especially All of your voices sing the lyrics back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Considering she didn't expect us, she thought that that was just going to be, like, a skip, basically, on the album, and she was just doing it for herself. Crazy to me, because that song... And now nine years later, she's releasing the, like, explicit 10-minute long version. Uh, I mean, I'm just assuming it's all too well that's going to make this album explicit. Like, Well, she said that it had, she originally like, said the 10-minute well. version she yeah. originally said had the F word in it. Yeah. Yeah, she said that in... Oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> There's been a lot that's said about the length of all too well over the years, like... Liz Rose has said it started out as like a 20 minute song. And then at some point she said it was a 15 minute song. And I don't know, maybe it's not like the full, full version, but I remember reading an interview where she was talking about how Liz helped her cut it down from like this really, really long song to like a 10 minute version to like the four and a half, five minute version that it is now. Yeah. My theory on that is what, like what happened the way I, I see it. Like, from hearing, like, all the little, like, the stories about it is that she went into the studio and the the 10-minute version that we're most likely going to get it was that stream of consciousness where she was, like, rant singing and they just happened to record it and the guy handed it over and said, here, you might, if you want, you know, you might want this. She went home, tried to write it, and she was just so in her feelings and she had so much that it just turned out to be such a long song so then she called up Liz and like went through and said okay I've got to compartmentalize my feelings a little bit we've got to like we got to structure this better and then they like went and cut it down again does that make sense yeah yeah so the like last- the first the, the one we're here we're gonna hear is most likely that very like angry ranting like you know what I mean yeah, you're just really playing raw. around in the studio. Yes, very yes. raw. And yeah. then with Liz, it was like she had like tried to really put it together into a song, and she just had so much she wanted to say, and she didn't know how to say it in a structured sense without it being like this massive journal entry. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think the like Ed Sheeran and Gary Lightbody will? Yes. Did you guys, do you guys remember? So Gary Lightbody during quarantine was going through like old songs, like on his YouTube and asking people like fans, what they wanted to do, wanted to hear. And he played the last time on that series that he was doing. I gotta, I gotta look this up to see when that was. I think, I think, yes. I think that because like she already had the Colby Callier yeah whatever her name is however you pronounce it I think she will I don't I'm really excited everything has changed as one of my favorite songs and I, I think, really do hope you think that, that she'll have like kind of like how she had with the vault songs for fearless how she had like uh Keith Urban you think she'll have other collaborators too yeah because she mentions collaborations I think like her doing these re-recordings, like, and we've talked about this so much, and it's so sad that she has to do it, and that it's so sad that it came to this, but there are 30 songs on this, on her album, like, and I, like, that was how many were supposed to be on the original album, and it's just, like, now we get to see everything, and we get to see all of her talent, and not just what they wanted her to release before, you know? Yeah. yeah. She so much. So, yeah. Sorry, I have two things to say before I forget them because I I have had three margaritas tonight. Um, <laughs> so the chance it'll like go. Mine were normal size margaritas though. Um, okay. First thing I want to say is about collaborations, and this kind of ties into my second thing. Do we think? Okay, maybe I'll start with my first thought. So she said that we're gonna hear the full thirty songs that were supposed to be on red i think that means that there's more than 30 songs on this album because some of the Mm. like i I saw steven talking about this too um on his tiktok today but the the bonus tracks on the original red one of them was an acoustic version of state of grace yeah 
So even if she keeps that on there, we've already heard that. And then one of them is going to be supposedly the the longer explicit version of All Too Well. We've already heard that. So that would mean that there would need to be th- like 30 total songs that we haven't heard. I mean, that we've heard, sorry, 10 total songs that we haven't heard before, at least from her. And one of those that I am thinking, and this is what it has to do with the collaborators, is I am thinking that she's going to have Babe on there and she's going to have Sugarland. Sugarland, yeah. But I wonder if it's going to be the same version where Sugarland is the main, like, the lead voice in that, or if it's going to be her. What about Better Man? Yes, that's another thing. I think think she's already confirmed that Better Man's going to be on there. Like, I've heard her say it a couple of times that, like, when she first announced that she was going to be doing, like, adding extra things to it, she talked about how fans have asked for Better Man like her version of it. And so that's for that one. I'm a little bit like, would she have little big town on that? Or would she just do it herself that I'm not sure, but I feel fairly confident that Sugarland will be on babe. Yeah. I mean, I would love that. I love Sugarland. So Chandler, you think that it's going to be 30 songs, but then we're going to have like additional like vault songs. I think it's going going to be 30 total. So, hold on. Let me grab my CD real quick. I don't know. That's a lot of tracks. Yeah, because... There are... If you take out the original demo recordings of Treacherous and Red... Steven had a good point on his TikTok today about these original demo recordings. You can't re-record an original demo. Maybe there's a chance that she will re-record them and just have them be, like, acoustic versions. Because I do really like these demos. Um, Or, like, just have them be, like, you know, not the original demo, but, like, the demo version. Mm -hmm. So, but say that those aren't on there, then there are 20 total songs on the deluxe version of Red if you count the acoustic version of State of Grace. Oh my god, you want to know something else that I just thought of? The acoustic version of Holy Ground that she did during the Lover era? What if she does a studio recording of that? That would die. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Wait, and then Bailey, when we went to see Reputation, didn't she play, like, was it Treacherous or State of Grace? Oh my what God, was I... her like at what was the it was a it was a track from red but i i don't, I don't even it. remember wow all acoustic the only red thing that like i remember like is the acoustic version that she did of so it goes yeah Do you remember when she did that oh my god that was she did that at y'all's show and another yeah. surprise song that oh. might have been the surprise song and i'm getting confused i think you're getting confused because yeah. she did not play so it goes at every show yeah. Yeah, uh, so it goes because I was obsessed with that and I wanted to find it like And we literally couldn't find it. Yeah. I was um, to record it. Well in my rep show the surprise song was Better Man, so uh, <laughs> No, I really think she will include Better Man though. No, I, I'm yeah. positive. I will I love that song. I bet anything that that's on there. Um, okay, so back to Lily's question about how many tracks I think they're going to be on there. I think that there's going to be 20, the original 20 songs, which would be minus the original demos of Treacherous and Red, but including the acoustic version of State of Grace. And then I think there's going to be 10 new songs on top of that. And then if there is... I still think that there's going to be 10 more songs, even if she does somehow re-record the original version of Treacherous and, or the original demo recording of Treacherous and Red, because those are duplicate songs. Yeah. Okay. So my other question that I just thought about is, so we have the original version of All Too Well, but then the version that's 10 minutes, do we think there's going to be the original version of All Too Well and then Taylor's version, like, I 10 think, minutes? Yeah. Like, 
I think that like that's going to be, be kind of like how Forever and Always piano version and Forever and Always regular version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the vault tracks maybe. That's what I was thinking too. Because then it's like you lose and she doesn't lose, but how are we supposed to wait until November? <laughs> At least we know. At least we know when it's coming now and we're not like forever well, guessing. So I, got, I got really excited because Bex in the group message was like I want, I want the merch, or I want merch, or something. Yes. And I was like, wait, there's merch, and I was looking for it, and then I was like, oh, I miss under, like, I, now I get it, like, I want the merch to come, now I get it, but I was like, oh my god, the merch! <laughs> I know. This, I, got, I just feel like, like the really merch nice. is gonna be immaculate. For Do you guys see that red, that, that red ring that she has? Yeah. In the picture? That is a, like, different version of the ring she wore it's, so that original ring that she wore when she wrote Red said love. She gave one to oh, Olivia no. Rodrigo. Yeah. Which, another Easter egg. Yeah. But the one that she's wearing in the pictures says Red. I think she's going to sell that as merch. And I'm going to fucking buy it. a version <laughs> of it. <laughs> a version of it because that, that ring is looking at it. That's oh, real. I mean, absolutely like it's gonna be a version of it like not like crazy i saw somebody on tiktok saying that olivia might do a song with her do you think that would be a thing i would love that but not for red because i I just don't don't feel like that would go together vibe wise i feel like olivia would be better with like 1989 1989. yeah reputation yeah maybe even rep but who knows i i think that if she is on it, it it'll be great. Like, Taylor's not gonna have her on there if she's not gonna be able to, like, do what she wants, like, what she needs from her. And, I mean, I think that, you know, Red is, like, like we know, very chaotic. It's got a lot of different things going on, but it's got a lot of ballads, and I think Olivia proved that she can do a ballad. True. Yeah. So, So, um, I was just thinking, so, we originally said that, you know, she released, we know why she released Fearless first. And then we thought it was going to be 1989 next because of the whole, like, Grammy thing. But this doesn't drop until November. So it can be nominated for a Grammy in 2022. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then I, I'm wondering, and I said this to Liz earlier when we were on the phone, but now I'm wondering if the next album she drops will be 1989 in the summer of 2022 because then it can't be nominated. And Red will get all of the attention. So, I... I don't know. I just kind of, like... I kind of giggle at the idea that Taylor was like, "Mm, I kind of got screwed over the first time around. Let's try again. Like, that just kind of makes me, like, giggle a little bit. I hope that that's really what, like, she's planning because... I love it. It's now, it's like see- low key petty, and if- I live for that. But I I don't want to wait that long for 1989. Like obviously, it's wait. We're gonna be waiting a while for Red, and I am not entirely convinced that she won't surprise drop 1989. I know she said that the next re-recording she's releasing is Red in her tweet but I mean there were a ton of things pointing to red that I think a lot of us me including ignored because we were so dead set that it was 1989 like we completely ignored it I don't think I like read like I saw the tweet but I don't think I read it I I'll be releasing you're right in 2022 she can officially re-record reputation correct Hmm. Okay, so if if it if that's the case, if she's trying to get reputation or oh my gosh, red into that Grammy nomination period, and then what if she would do the same for Rep too? Because Rep was like screwed over for Grammys. Yeah. So well, then in that case, that makes a lot of sense because then she could do red in the fall of this year. But the all knower has not been wrong yet. And they said that there were three albums this year. 
I don't. I'm not. Con- I don't think 1989 is gonna come right before Red. I think that sh- I still am in the camp that she'll just surprise drop debut because I don't see her doing the crazy rollout for debut the same way that she would do for like Red and 1989 and her bigger albums because it's very country. You know what I mean? And she yeah. hasn't been that way in that so is true long. Too. It's very aged. Yes. Yeah. In, yeah. In, that, in that kind of thing. So. I, I do think that 1989 is like so well known and like obviously got recognized for it. It, it won really out. Successful. Yeah. So, but so did Fearless though. So, like, that's. Mm, I don't well, know. Okay, so, like, going, right like, Fearless had a pretty big hype. Yeah. But I guess it was her first re-recording. I could just see her, like, totally, like, dropping debut out of nowhere randomly in the summer and all of us being, like, totally caught off guard. I don't know. I, I well, think she's going to write it out for Red. I think she's not going to do any surprise. I just think it's so weird that it, we're going to have to wait until November for this. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy that's the thing. Part. I think there's I something just... else that's coming. And you know what? You're right, Rebecca. Debut makes the most sense because she's not going to do a Grammy push for that because it's not like you can just. It's, it's not like you just drop an one. album and like yeah. it gets nominated for a Grammy. You have to like, don't you have to like be like for your consideration when you're like. Well, not necessarily because Folklore won a Grammy and that she just dropped that. No, 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 but, like, the, her team, like, did the whole thing where they, like, submitted it to be considered for a Grammy nomination. Yes, you uh, have to submit your, you have to submit your work to be considered for a Grammy nomination and then wait to see if you were actually nominated. It's a whole process. Yeah, and so I'm sure she wouldn't, and then that would, so if she, su- surprise drops debut sometime maybe towards the end of August, then Red in the Fall could be eligible for Grammys in 2023. Then that would be in in 2022. But it wouldn't be the 2022 awards. The one that's not going to be the awards in January of 2022. That will be till the next January of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So wait, if that's the case, when do you think she's going to drop like the single? Wait, I don't actually, I don't think it would even work for let okay, me just finish my thought. Let me just finish okay. my thought. So, Red Now for Grammy consideration in 2023, 1989 in the spring slash summer of 2022. Okay. Maybe Speak Now in between the then and when the Grammy nomination period ends because maybe Speak Now is not one she's going to submit for Grammy consideration. And then Rep. For the 2024 Grammys. That makes a lot of sense. Because. Mm-hmm. Like you think about it. These are her big albums. Right? Like Fearless. 1989. Red are like her most. Well known among the fandom. And in general. Right? It would make sense to drop her. Lesser known. Bunny Ears albums. In between kind of sur- like surprise. Like hey. I've announced Red, and you have to wait till November, and everybody's, like, super pumped, but, like, also really sad that you have to wait a while. Doesn't do, like, a traditional market rollout. Hey, by the way, just going to give you this extra album because I love you so much and you guys are great to tide you over until Red comes. And speak now to tide you over until Rep comes. Rep or, you know, like, or even 1989. Sounds like that in between. Debut and beautiful eyes EP. In this like scenario, like wait, no, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense. But I don't know. I just feel like I just don't know when the single would come out. When would the single? Uh, I think I'd I would hope she would release a single soon. Like now that it's out there, like it's out there. Um, or she'll just surprise drop a single. Yeah, I think that's what she's gonna do. We're gonna wake up one day and like 
Yep. We are never, ever getting back together. And that's not another thing. I think that we're, that she's hinting towards 22 as the first single. But Love Story was the first single for Fearless. And that was the lead single of that album when it first came out. And I, so I think that the single she drops is going to be We Are Never, Ever Getting Back Together. Especially considering, wasn't that her first number one song ever? I was just going to say, I think it's We Are Never Getting Back Together because she put the red scarf emoji in her tweet, and that was the big, like, symbol from that music video. Remember when she put the scarf, like, in the, like, in the video, and And she didn't think that, like, any of her fans would, like, realize it, and they, like, immediately called it out, and she was like, oh. She literally was like, oh, I didn't under I did not know you guys would make that connection especially that quickly and, like and in her highlight like so she changed the cover photos for her highlight highlights on um her Instagram and it's all it's four scarves for red yeah and there's two so hearts for fear everything has changed to like yeah speaking of, speaking of her her Instagram changing to fit the red aesthetic that kind of leads me to believe that she might not be doing any kind of surprise drop of like debut or anything. Maybe she is. Maybe she thinks that like they're not good. Like debut wouldn't do well with its own like mini release era type thing. I would feel super cheated. I really want to know what she would do for that. Like just mostly because we've been so <laughs> we've been so ingrained in the debut like album for months now we're right. like six months <laughs> <laughs> yes um it hasn't really been that long well since we recorded the first, first episode, episode. Oh my in God. December, but we didn't release it until march yeah it's been like seven months almost eight oh but yeah so that just kind of leads me to believe that maybe she won't but then i also think that there's a possibility that she could still do a surprise drop and like it just doesn't get the same treatment as the others yeah well, true okay so for fearless when she dropped fearless taylor's version love story was the single it was the lead single the yeah. first time and the second time yep she never you belong with me was a single the first time she didn't drop that but she dropped two vault tracks yeah so i wonder if i wonder if she'll drop we are never ever getting back together and then two, like follow the same the same process and then drop two of you know the vault tracks or whatever we're calling them y'all does is is taylor like me and rebecca does she also have ocd tendencies like <laughs> she does she i will not and you know what and i will say this because i in the first time i ever like really picked up on this like as a fact not just like being like oh like her personality you know was when i watched a behind the scenes clip of the making of the music video of mean and she had her team and her like go to a specific music store to get this specific banjo or guitar or something that had to be like that exact instrument i don't i don't know if you guys understand have you guys seen that clip a long it's very time old ago, probably i don't remember you, it but. you'll have to go back and like rewatch it to understand what i'm saying and but this is not to say anything bad like because rebecca and i both have ocd tendencies like, like rebecca- diagnosed we're not being funny like being yeah. like oh we have ocd like <laughs> yeah mine is more recent than rebecca so rebecca could have told me a long time ago that i had it if I she should've. was over <laughs> <laughs> surprise bitch <laughs> Anyway, sorry. That's I'm just like sitting here thinking like I'm like sitting here thinking if I was Taylor, I would do that. I would be like the first single for the re-recording is the same first single of the original uh album and then I did two vault tracks as singles for for the first one and then I would do that for all the rest. And then I was like that makes sense to me, but I literally have OCD. Like <laughs> so yeah. And then so, I was like, the thing about Taylor is, like, but maybe she would. You know, so like, I agree with you, Chandler. We have been really invested in debut. So like, our personal investment is a lot higher than I feel like a lot of people at this point in the fandom because it is her first album and it's older and it's aged and she hasn't been in country mode, like that country mode in such a long time. Yeah. But you know, so I'm kind of torn between like, oh, debut randomly being dropped 
or her doing like almost like multiple different eras of merch for red and doing a huge rollout for red. Like we're never ever getting back together. And then, um, or like 22 and like releasing the shirt of like, not a lot going on at the moment. I have like version of that shirt. You do? Yes. It would probably, Lizzie. Could you see her like doing (laughs) merch for like dropping those, like seeing those, you know, singles again, and then doing merch based on the aesthetic of those original videos, like the sunglasses, the hat, the shirt, like that kind of thing, like a huge, like lead up rollout. And then, you know, then we'd see like the red ring and maybe her, her hat that she was wearing and her album cover, which by the way, immaculate vibes. Love it. That I'm was so excited. The- Just looking at that, I'm so excited like i cannot wait to see so that was from evermore like that picture like it was from it's the photographer that did her cover photo for folklore and evermore i believe but for long story short that's she's wearing the same outfit and she had the red ring in that like the when you listen to it on spotify the little video that pops up for it i saw that but that was like was that used as like promotional for red i mean not red forevermore or was it just promotion like was it just in the spotify like video i don't know that's a good question i'm not sure but because i'm pretty sure it's not in the album booklet i haven't checked i probably should but i just think it's very interesting that she like released those pictures before like you know she didn't just like the red ring is proof that she didn't just go oh hey this hat's kind of red like this looks really fall like let's use this as the red cover this was deliberate yes 100 yes, percent planned for months i feel hoodwinked <laughs> i mean there were so many clues I there mean, were she- so many signs <laughs> she was really trying to throw <laughs> us off for sure <laughs> Oh, yeah, I saw that. I mean, but she was really working hard to to throw us off. I think if we all, like, as a collective, hadn't been so dead set on 1989. And I mean, okay, like, the merch drop that just happened was a big red herring. Like, she, like, she deliberately tricked us into thinking that 1989 was coming. Like, that merch is not up anymore. It's all gone. Oh, good thing I bought some of it literally yesterday. It's, I cannot find it. it. It's not there. Wow. I mean, they just do a limited release. I had a feeling something was coming, like, when she did that, but I thought it was going to be 1989. And then, like, but she also did, like, the drop everything now for the Girl in Red album. Yeah. yeah. The Girl in Red album. Yeah. So, like, she was definitely trying to throw us and, off. And just, like... It was so obvious, but we were like oblivious to it. Like the the filters of her photos from the uh, whatever award show it was in London. It was uh, even the pose she had was very red. We were so focused. Yeah, exactly. Like the filter, the even like the one when she's in the grass too, next to Evermore, like the record. Ugh, is obviously red there too, but we were just like. Not even. God, yeah, you're right. She's really good at keeping us on our toes. And she's also, she's just so good at planting Easter eggs. And we think that she's being obvious. Like, we thought she was being so obvious with 1989, but it wasn't that she was being obvious with 1989. It's that she was being conspicuous with Red. It's like a cat and mouse game with Taylor. Like, (laughs) we're, like... We're the mice, like, like, constantly. I was literally, like, I remember when the Brit Awards pictures, when she posted those, I I sent that picture to y'all in our group chat, and I was like, red hair. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but it was, like, a 1989 outfit, and that's what threw me off. And so I'm like, this is literally the red hair. Like, like from the album cover, red hair. And, like, she's wearing a very, like, contemporary version of 1989. And I was like... What is this? What is happening? And then, of course, I mean, she had to go and freaking release the 1989 like merch randomly, like within the past week and a half. And now we're getting red. Like, what? Also, like, wildest dreams. (laughs) Yeah, that too. What the hell? 
thing that made us all think that that's what was coming. Like, there were a bunch of clues for everything. I remember we were talking a little while ago that there was, she was literally posting Easter eggs for four of the albums that are yet to be re-released. But we were all, I mean, Rebecca was debut. Like, Rebecca really thought it was going to be debut. But, like, I feel like the rest of us, we really thought it was going to be 1989. And we thought we were so smart. <laughs> and Taylor was just on purpose. Like, well, it wasn't just you. It was the entire fandom. They've been talking about, like, Hot Girl Summer in relation to 1989, like, for months now. They've been yeah. predicting that 1989 is, she's announcing 1989 every Thursday for the past five months now. And that's like, another thing. <laughs> Taylor did not release this on a Thursday. She did it on a Friday. And I love that she did it on this particular Friday because it's Scooter's birthday. So, biggest F you. Tomorrow, the 19th, is the 15th anniversary of her debut single ever, T- Tim McGraw, right? Or am yes. I getting the date yes. wrong? Yeah. yeah, it's the 19th. So maybe she didn't, I mean, maybe she didn't know it was Scooter's birthday. <laughs> no, she did. She I did. think she did. I want to believe that she did. because She just, knows. She everyone's knows. been talking about it. Yeah. Because everyone so was talking about, oh, it's actually, the announcement's actually going to come on the 17th, and then she's going to drop it on the 18th because it's Scooter's birthday. Like... Yeah, but we weren't talking about that until this week, and so she's had this plan for a while. Absolutely. Honestly, the thing that is throwing, and like, I'm I'm cool, I love knowing what's coming next, but the the five-month wait is gonna kill me. We're gonna have singles, for sure. We thought it was bad when she announced that Fearless Fearless was in April in February, and we had to wait two months, and now we have to wait five months. But she gave us the single. You spoiled us. She that gave makes, us a single the next day. That makes me think that there might be a surprise drop, though. This See, now I'm I, that's another I thing. I thinking that. Like, we yeah. keep talking about it, and then we're, like, five months until this comes, and we're, like, wait, this, like, doesn't seem right. Like, I just, I also feel like she is going to make us wait five months just to bamboozle us all again, <laughs> because I'm sure <laughs> we're not the only ones that are thinking this. Or maybe, like, halfway through, she'll announce when the next re-recording will come. So she'll be like, Red is coming. <laughs> but five months after that, <laughs> 1989 is coming. <laughs> just to keep us on our toes. So we always know what's coming next. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. I don't, now I, I don't, don't even know, know what's going to come after her. Red. Like, we were all so convinced it was 1989. And now we're like. Just like Red, Taylor was chaotic. Gonna have to wait out this Red era and see what freaking emojis she posts. I'm excited. Um, I'm so excited. I got a little bit better on reading her signs. This is like the best birthday present I could ever ask for. Oh yeah, this is like three days before your birthday, right? No, it's like a week. A few days a week. before. Okay, it's close to Bailey's birthday too. Yeah. It's in, really? within this happy it's, birthday. It's a couple days after my dating anniversary with Dan, so it's like a happy anniversary present, really. Happy anniversary. Here's an emotionally eviscerating <laughs> here's an emotionally eviscerating breakup album. Yes, exactly what I need. And the ten minute version of All Too Well with the yep. upward. Let me just like <laughs> I'm kind of jealous of people who like this is gonna make me sound like a huge fucking bitch, but I'm jealous of people who aren't married. Because they have the potential to, like, have their heart broken <laughs> before this album comes out and really experience it right. I just have to take solace in the fact that I was able to experience it in the true way that Taylor wanted it to be experienced yes. the first time around. And now yeah. it's somebody else's turn. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, I'm in the most, like, happy relationship I've ever been in. And, of course, like... Of course, yeah, this is when she's releasing Red, and it's there's more songs to it. It's probably more relatable to any other situation I've been in, and now I, what am I going to relate that to? Like, <laughs> a past relationship that fair. happened, like, ten years ago? No. <laughs> to be fair, 1989 is also a breakup album. I know she says Red's her only true breakup album, but I think 1989 is also a true breakup album. So either way, you would have, like, the choices were sad but dancey and then yes. sad but fall. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with Crying that. Like, when Red. people are like, oh, like, Red's her only breakup album, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, 
1989 is completely about like basically the same person and I'm I will fight anybody who comes at me for that and I just but it's a different vibe right because you have different kinds of heartbreaks and you know people love to hate on red for like not being sonically cohesive but that's one of the things that I love the most about it because it truly symbolizes what what exactly that like raw feelings of be- of your heart just actually just getting stomped on and the like crazy emotions and roller coasters that like you go through when you experience that is all on display in that album. And so I'm also really excited to get these vault songs that should have been on red because we get to experience that roller coaster now and those raw emotions like just amplified even more. And I'm just, so I'm like really pumped for that. And 1989 is also a breakup album, but it's definitely more, her heart was not stomped on in 1989. And she makes that very clear that it was more of like a mutual, okay, we had a great time and we separated kind of thing. Like it was great while it, while it lasted and we're done. Like yeah, that one was like, I feel like 1989 and Red are pretty similar albums thematically, but the the difference is that, like, Red was the one that, I mean, so... Like, her love that, like, I don't want to say her first love, because I know she's talked about the guy from Tim McGraw being her first love, but it was, like, her first, like, big love. Maybe well, is that the best yeah. way yeah. to say it? I, I, well, because she, love, she told Ryan yeah. Seacrest after Fearless came out, that Joe Jonas was the first person to truly break her heart. But she was still, I mean, she was 18. They only dated for, that we know of, for three months. So, I mean, there's always the chance that, like, this could just be, maybe Joe Jonas was the first one. And, like, obviously the guy from Tim McGraw, we know that they didn't have, like, a a very earth-shattering breakup just based off of the songs that she wrote about him and how she, like, how she, like, perceived that breakup as it was happening. So, like, maybe Joe Jonas was her first real heartbreak, but Jake Gyllenhaal, who we know Red is about, was her first, like, that was the one that broke her. It did. Like, that was the one that just, like, it totally changed her. It irrevocably changed who she was at her core like as a person and you see that because like with 1989 literally her album is like titled 1989 to symbolize her rebirth now you can take that and say like oh that's just what she sings sonically how she emerges from like a pop country to full-on pop but I also think thematically that's exactly what it's symbolizing when it's symbolizing her rebirth as well, because she cut off her hair, she moved, she, you know what I mean? Like she did all of these things. Started over. She did. She 100% started over completely different. It's just like, she went back to the drawing board and then, and just decided, okay, like I'm it, it, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, like, the thing to me about it is they're very, like, thematically the same in terms of, like, the albums. Sonically, they're different, and then you can just tell, like, they, both of the albums talk about these kinds of, like, back-and-forth relationships, but just the way that they are, the way she writes the different songs, and it's got nothing to do with the fact that one is, like, technically still, like, country pop, and then the other is full-on pop. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, it, It just has to do with, like, how she writes and like what she's saying and yeah. the type of breakup that she had yeah that's like true. it's just it's it's different it, the type of break they're both breakup albums are just different kinds of breakups like I, I mean we see how broken she is and read not just from you know all too well but begin again begin like again. never gets the reckon the, the recognition it deserves oh, like Begin Again is one of, is really actually insanely sad because you just see this girl that's like really broken and like and she's comparing like all these things to this being with this new guy and it's like you see how how run down she was from her previous relationship that it would like almost like reduced her to a shell of a person. Yes, where she was like he didn't like it when I wore high heels, like he didn't yes. get the song, like he did he didn't think I was funny. Like, yeah, he didn't think I was funny. That's Ugh. bullshit. I think it's strange that you think I'm funny because he never did. Never like, 
That's but awful. Stuff, like, Nobody should have to go through that. But, like, your self-confidence, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so it's not as, like, you know, we all know we could talk about how All Too Well is definitely one of her best written songs lyrically, like, until we're blue in the face. But, like, that's not the only evidence of how broken True. she is on that album. Like, Treacherous, All You Had to Do Ugh. Was Stay, The Moment I Knew, Begin Again, like, it wrecked her. And you then you see that, like, coming her, like, emergence, like, a phoenix from the ashes for 1989 you know you know what's interesting though is that we think of red and all of these breakup songs that we experienced for the first time when she was experiencing the relationship that inspired 1989 yeah do you know what i mean like like it, it, you want to think back, like, you listen to the songs about 1989, we know who they're about, obviously. You listen to those songs, and in my mind, I'm thinking, like, 1989-era Taylor. But in reality, when she's going through this, she's still in Red era. Like, That's how that- I think about the Speak Now in Red. You know what I mean? Like, because she was on tour with Speak Now when she was writing, like, Red. That, yeah. I do the same thing all the time with those two albums. I don't really do it with 1989 as much. Because I think, like, the big difference between 1989 and Red is the healthiness of the relationship. Like, 1989 is definitely more of, like, that healthy breakup yeah. style. And, and Red is just, it's not at all. It was not good, no. And, like, honestly, when she said that, like, Red was her one true breakup album and that it was about one relationship, that totally changed how I thought about this album. Because, to be quite honest, like, I never thought of Treacherous as a breakup song. I, like, never really realized that, like, you know, 22 is her reaction to being dumped and wanting to, like, be a 22-year-old. Like, yeah. Happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Like, obviously, we know that that's what it's about, but I had never really, like, put two and two together. Like, you know, you go through a breakup, and, like, obviously, like, you do something drastic, or you, like, want to be, like, a happy person just despite the person who broke up with you. But, like, I've never really thought of it in terms of the fact that it's about about the breakup. Like, it's a reaction to the breakup. You don't, because it was such a happy-go-lucky song, and, like, the vibes and the aesthetic, especially from the music video, too, where she's, like, with all of her besties, and, like, it's more of, like, Mm -hmm. the way she markets the song in the music video is more like, oh, like, girls, like, hanging out, like, I just want to be a normal 22-year-old kind of thing. So then when you look back on that perspective of, like, oh... Yeah, she wants to be a normal 22-year-old, but she wants to feel these things because she couldn't feel this way before because of this relationship... Yeah. yeah, and also I high key. I know, like, we shouldn't. Like, our whole thing is not necessarily speculating on Taylor's personal life. Our whole thing is more so analyzing the lyrics. But I always thought I knew you were trouble was about John Mayer, and I thought that the music video like proved that in my mind. So the idea that it's could potentially be about Jake Gyllenhaal, like that, kind of like blows my mind too. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to really like dive into that because I've always been in the camp of John Mayer for that because yeah. like because especially when you watch the the music video, she wear, it, she's wearing one of his shirts in that music video. Yeah, and I think there's a necklace too, if I remember correctly. I, I haven't watched it in so long, but you know, and not to like you know, I know like people are gonna be like you're overanalyzing, but Taylor is also known to put her Easter eggs in music videos, and she's been doing this it's throughout her career. Yeah, And so it's okay to, like, analyze deeply. But, like, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I've always thought, well, see, and that's, you know, I guess, like, when she said, like, it's about one person, because I remember that interview, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I take that not as a grain of salt, because, like, I 100% believe her that, like, as a whole, Red is about one person. But, like, begin again, technically, like, she's comparing it to it like her old to her new relationship and that new relationship most likely is Connor Kennedy. Yeah, that's you what, know I, what I mean. I always assumed that was Connor Kennedy because but of considering the comparing it to the old relationship. Time. It's technically still about Jake. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like yeah. Starlight's on there and that has yeah. to do with the Kennedy family. I I've always thought that everything has changed was kind of like about Connor Kennedy as well, uh-huh. potentially. I've never really like they looked at Day is about Connor Kennedy too, right? No, that one, well, okay, people do think that that was about Connor Kennedy, 
but she said that it's about imagining what her perfect like a, imagining a relationship where somebody stays which i i'm inclined to believe that yeah. considering the lyrics in the archer where she's like who would stay you could stay i think that's something she's always been concerned about finding is somebody who would stay with her so before we were talking about like you know 1989 was like her rebirth right after red yeah so i have the original version that's not the deluxe version right yeah and begin again is the last song and the song ends on a wednesday in a cafe watched it begin again then if you don't have those deluxe tracks then it essentially goes right into 1989 where it's like her rebirth and it's like it began again I just put that together and I'm geeking. <laughs> okay, so so one thing I wanted to point out before I forget, and because we like we keep going like on an, our roller coaster of tangents here, like we are like all over the map. I would love somebody to like actually like have to go through and like try to like draw lines on a board of like our points. It would literally look here. like a toddler like- <laughs> trying to draw a circle. Like, okay. I saw this mentioned that in the album cover for Red, the new one, the one that we just saw for Taylor's version, that Taylor is um, emulating um, Epiphany vibes from Les Mis. I've been seeing that. Epiphany? Epiphany? Isn't her name like Ebony or something? Ebony. Yes, Ebony. (gasps) Sorry, I haven't looked into Les Mis in a really long time. I love Les Mis. Huh? Eponine. Eponine. I don't know if I would... Is it pronounced? She's the Benin? girl that's the... Isn't it Eponine? The best friend to... What's his name? Right? Marius? Yes. 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 Um, anyways, and she's dressed very similar to the way that Eponine is depicted in Les Mis. And so that might just be something to look into. I'm not an, a literary expert, but I do know that Taylor does love a good literary literary reference so that might be something that there could be an easter egg involved in i never even thought about that but now i'm going to and or it could be a complete dead end (laughs) well thanks everyone for listening are you guys excited as much as we are because let us know i'm freaking out countdown starts now (laughs) yes are you okay I just saw the funniest thing that Diplo posted on TikTok. Oh, I saw that too. The paper thing. Yes. Wait, what? I'm screeching. Okay, like oh, Diplo posted like a screenshot of like his text to Justin Bieber, and he like reached out to him first and was like, "Yo, Biebs, it's Wes. Was dope linking with you last night." And Bieber or whoever responded was like, "Hey, this isn't." beads i think someone gave you the wrong number sorry and he just responded damn and then like <laughs> and, that, and that was years ago years ago 2017 and then it, it says today at 10 28 a.m hey it's justin did you get those vocals i sent over the other day <laughs> from the same number you guys have to see i'll send it in our group chat okay Bailey, uh. do you want to take us out of this special surprise bonus episode Thanks for listening to us absolutely rant about (laughs) fangirl and go feral over Taylor Swift releasing Red five months from now. (laughs) But Jesse, like, I was like, come lay in bed next to me. He's like, as much as I would love to listen to you guys talk about Taylor Swift, no. (laughs) Like, rude. (laughs) I I, like begged him and he was like, absolutely not. (laughs) <sighs> just another sleep. night of us recording we've recorded so much three <laughs> times this week yeah when i told jesse we were recording tonight he was like again <laughs> <laughs> he was like pissed last night he's like i'm tired you guys okay i have to add this before we like stop recording kelly came home so i had to day off and my oh, friend no. so my friend kayla came over and we literally blew up my like adult-sized kiddie pool and like laid out and like sat in the pool for a few hours and then when 
Kelly came home this afternoon. He was like, did you have fun today? And I was like, no. And he was like, why not? And I was like, Taylor Swift announced that Red is the next re-recording. And I really thought it was going to be 1989. And I had a really funny TikTok that I was going to post. And I can't post it because it's about 1989. You're going to have to save that, though. He was like, I was talking about Kayla coming over. (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> and I was you like, need to save that though. Like, and not gonna and be then, relevant when like the funny. actual 1989 comes out. Like, okay, let's do this right. outro. Thanks for listening to our happy, free, confused reaction to the announcement of Red Taylor's version. Look out for our next episode where we continue our exploration of Taylor Swift's debut album with "I'm Only Me When I'm With You." Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to get updates on our next episodes. Handles for our social media accounts can be found in the description. Thanks for listening, everyone. So long. Farewell. Hope you enjoyed this.